This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay. And in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and ClearPay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Gamescoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week are Justin Davis. Scoop. Mark Medina. Hello. And Colin Stevens is with us this week. Scoop times four, and I guess. It's four times one. Getting up there. Terrible. Getting up there. Good news, everyone. Justin Davis is bringing all cats back. Yeah, I just I just sent you three the dumbest one. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> They're waiting. The internet's saved today. All cats strike back. We've got a great show for you this week. Uh, it's that time of the year again. It's time to check in with Game of the Year Watch. The year is halfway over. We are obligated to start talking about Game of the Year in that case. We've also, uh, there's also a, a, a game that's being remade that I honestly hadn't even thought of in probably 10 years. A little bit of a surprise to me. But first, God of War Ragnarok, a game you may have heard of, finally has, finally got that release date. Mark, what is it? Uh, God, I don't know. November <laughs> something. Why did you just do that to Mark? Why That's would so you mean. do that to me? Well, hold on, hold on. Mark was just on Beyond, right? It's true. I was on Beyond. You well, know I what's messing me up with the date? extensively. We did. We did one of those like, hey, I hope there's news tomorrow. If not, we're going to have to talk about Skull and Bones. And then they were like, yo, the release date for God of War. It's messing me up because uh, all the British people are like, wait, so is it out in September? I'm confused. Uh, but uh, I, no, I yeah. believe it's, it's like November, November 9th or something 9th. like that. Yeah. Which I think every, you know, people have pointed this out. A bit of a missed opportunity. So close. Why they didn't they just go hold it two more days? 11-9, which is a Wednesday. Yeah. And if they just would have waited two more days, they could have had Starfield's former release date, 11-11-22 on a Friday. So I, I, I have a couple of theories. Okay. One is there one is there being nice and they don't want to be like, <laughs> We're stealing your release date. We don't want to be all like, 
Yeah. I think that is genuinely maybe one of the reasons why they did it. Number two, I think PlayStation posted this on their Twitter account that Wednesday is actually Odin's Day, um, which would make sense in the context of it being like Norse mythology. But then Thursday is also Thor's Day, so they could have just done it on the 10th. So I don't know. Wednesday is a very weird day to release a video game. Is every Wednesday Odin's Day? It's like Taco Tuesday? Is every every Thursday is Thor's Day? So Thursday is Thor's Day. I knew that for sure. But I think Wednesday has something to do without i feel like it's not that special if it's every week a wednesday a wednesday is very odd i don't i can't ever think of a video game releasing on a wednesday like a big one it's always tuesdays or fridays right i mean yes yeah i i I think i think it's a courtesy thing i'm going with colin's first theory i i think i think playstation knows the storm they would bring by stealing you know starfield's release day i i'm on the side i'm in a lull cap mood they should have just done it I should should have done yeah. it for the goofs. No, I don't, I, I don't know. Like I, I'm kind of on the other side where it's like the, every single time someone's talking about that, they're just you know they're not talking about their game. This is their off message. Yeah. They're not mm. talking about okay. Ragnarok and how good okay. the game is, and you got to download it, you got to play it. It's just you know it's just this console war stuff. So it's like you know they still get to hit the date they want without engaging in that sort of like discourse that's maybe not so positive these days justin's such a business dad (laughs) we're just like do it for the memes and justin's like well guys come on (laughs) no that makes a lot of sense justin uh thank you for bringing some sense in here but i do think still missed opportunity to have a a, a new trailer uh come out where we open on some some sort of like an exotic locale maybe it's another planet maybe it's a sci-fi game maybe this looks like starfield but it's also kind of fantasy and then the camera lowers down to see kratos and he looks around no one's around he says you know fine i'll take it (laughs) 11 11 22 (laughs) sounds like a a good trailer for a duke nukem game i don't know oh yeah my god of war they can all visit for duke nukem if they come out on the next 11 11-22. That would be a real. That's a real 2002 video games move. Yeah, the, the, you'd have Peter Moore coming out with a date on a tattoo on his arm. <laughs> yes. Be yeah. a whole thing. Yeah. Anyway, it wouldn't be. It'd be Shuhei though. Yeah, it would be Shuhei. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's good to, to finally have a release date for God of War Ragnarok. Wow, that's that's the big game for this holiday season, mm. right? That's yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. I'm glad the it's biggest, not. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, um, you know, it's certainly the one I'm most excited about. Cannot wait. That means I don't like. I actually don't like the phrase "cannot wait" because you just you don't have a choice. You have to. I don't care. I cannot. <laughs> so I'm going to just. I can't collapse. <laughs> I guess I drive my daughter crazy because she's she's like, oh, I can't wait. Like I can't wait, and I'm like, you have to. You you can <laughs> not, you can and you, you will. <laughs> you don't. You literally don't have any choice but to wait. That's the only thing you can do. <laughs> So this means, you know what this means? Everyone knows what this means. We're going to have exactly 24 hours to burn through all of the content in Skull and Bones. <laughs> oh, we get that's mean. That's, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's mean. Just, it's not mean. It's just, this is, this is just, these are just facts. Skull and Bones also has a release date now after a very, very long, a protracted development period. November 8th. So I think it looks really cool. Really? I do not no. think it looks as cool as God of War. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> back to God of War. Is that, is that the is that the comparison? Those are the the two big hitters. <laughs> I mean, they are that week. Yeah, I, <laughs> that I week for sure. I bet Call of Duty will be in there somewhere too. 
No, Call of Duty already has a release date, right? In October? Oh, does it? I don't know. I don't pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care about video games. Everyone knows that. Don't. Yeah, dude, they're going to clip that. Oh, you yeah. To... It's over. It's <laughs> over now. Every YouTube comment. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. Got to worry. And Skull and Bones in November. I'm surprised Skull and Bones is real. I'm, I'm still surprised that it's real. Mm. I didn't think that game was ever coming out. Mm-hmm. Was it 20... 20- 13 that it was no, announced it wasn't that no. far back it wasn't that far back no okay i want to say like 2017 so like five years yeah. ago okay okay yeah i think so that sounds right that's not so bad mm-hmm. well so justin what's what's the gist how how assassin's creed or how sea of thieves is it um it i it's sort of a it's a it's a good mix of both i think the environments look really cool you know i don't know i don't like look like I just like pirates in general. Like I really like them and I'm glad to see them being represented in media once again. Yeah. You remember, I, 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 mean, I have nothing further to add. I, I like Sea of Thieves, but I, I've always been a little bit sad about it's like lack of like actual progression versus just, you know, um, cosmetic progression. And so this game like is actually more of a, it's a boat RPG. So I don't know. Yeah. I think it looks really cool. I agree. The Sea of Thieves things, I could never quite get past. I mean, uh, so many video games, especially service video games, feel like a treadmill. But Sea of Thieves, like kind of especially felt like a treadmill to me. And mm-hmm. I couldn't I couldn't quite get past that. Mm-hmm. Does it seem like there's anything there's going to be anything for me to do by myself? <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. They said multiple times about how yeah. fun it is to play with friends. <laughs> yeah. TBD, I think. Okay. okay. Well, I think, I mean, God of War comes out the next day, so I think one evening with Skull and Bones will probably be enough for me. Um, uh, if I had to guess, you're with randos if you're playing by yourself, which is almost worse. So, you know. Yeah, you'll play with some randos on a Tuesday, get God of War on a Wednesday, yeah. play it for two more weekdays, because that's a weird day to release a video game, mm-hmm. and then the weekend comes. And then back to Skull and Bones. <laughs> back to Skull and Bones. <laughs> probably not. Yeah, probably not. Colin, which one are you more excited for? Skull and Bones or God of War? <laughs> I mean, I want to make a joke, but like, no, God of War. Obviously, yeah. I'm more okay. excited about God of War. Not to be mean to Skull and Bones, but... Uh, Nobody's being God of mean to Skull and Bones. Well, God of War 2018 is uh, one of my favorite games ever made. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the best games of the last generation. Um, I'm just really excited mm-hmm. to see where they go with it. We we know that it's a duology now, so this is going to be like the last Norse game. So, and I feel like they left a lot of gods on the table from the first uh, mm. God of War in twenty eighteen. Mm. So it's like we know we're going to go, we're going to fight Thor, we're going to fight Odin, we're going to fight like the majority of that pantheon, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And um, one thing I'm really excited about is they showed the collector's edition. Um, You're excited about comes, this? Yeah. Well, I. I I have some qualms about the collector's edition, but I'm excited because it it, it has Mjolnir in it, which is mm-hmm. Thor's hammer, of course. And God of War games, historically, after you kill certain gods, you'll get like a new weapon. Mm-hmm. It's like, I am basically 100% certain that at some point in this game, you kill Thor and you take Mjolnir and then you use that to try to kill Odin. And I think that's mm-hmm. going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, that's a good point. That's something I hadn't thought of. Um, It's going to be so hype. It's going to be so good. It is probably going to be really good. And then, well, we'll get to this in just a second. And Uh, and I remember saying, like, you could, there was a, there was a game scoop, you know, whatever, four years ago when God of War was new, where that game was so good 
Um, you know, it was a game of the year winner. It was my game of the year. Uh, one of my favorite games of last gen. But the thing that like kind of in the back of my head made me most excited was like it was the first one. So it's like it was so good out of the gate and it didn't have that thing of like, oh, there's a lot of potential here by the sequel. I hope they yeah. nail it. Like they already hit a Grand Slam home run with the first one. Yep. I'm like, I cannot wait for future me to get to play the sequel. And now it's like now it's finally almost here. Mm, like the, the the tiny little details that the first game didn't get perfect, like repetitive boss fights and stuff like that. It's like they, they've had four years to like fix all that. Mm. I want to yeah. I want to replay the first one, but I don't I, I think it might be too early. I think I'm going to wait a little bit, but man, I do love that game and I'm very, very excited for the sequel. I'm sad. We only got the like CGA CGI trailer thing with the wolf. Mm. But, like that was yeah. still like a really cool trailer, but I don't know. I I'm me and Altano kind of went back and forth. I'm still holding off hope that there's still a PlayStation showcase sometime this summer. And so they'll probably show mm. more there. And then there'll almost certainly be some sort of like God of War uh, state of play. But to be honest, I don't I don't need to see a lot more of this game. That's I'm, what I was going to say. I'm like, sold. you don't need any more convincing, right? You know, like, I, I'm fine not seeing. I can wait till November. Yeah. I don't need it is play. a little weird that we didn't get, we did, you know, we just got this short CGI thing. It's like, I kind of don't, I mean, whatever. Mm. I guess, I guess they got, you know, they hammered out whatever executive level meetings they needed to hammer out to like finalize that release date. And like, we need to get, get it out there ASAP before, you know, any more horribleness happens online. Is <laughs> I think what was going yeah. on there. And then I suppose they'll plan a bigger marketing beat in the weeks to come. Well, and yeah. pre-orders were opening next week, like regardless. So it's like they're like, well, yeah, I think we have to do a release date before we can do that. <laughs> this episode of Game Scoop is brought to you by NordVPN. As Scoop Nation knows, your Omega Cops have been a little obsessed with a movie called Weekend at Bernie's lately. But as happens too often these days, it is difficult to find it streaming here in the U.S. That's where NordVPN comes in. With NordVPN, you can switch your virtual location to a more enlightened region where they appreciate the comic delights of Weekend at Bernie's. And it's not just for streaming movies and shows. Switching your virtual location can allow you to save money by purchasing flights, hotels, and subscriptions from other countries at a cheaper price. And you can do all this worry-free as NordVPN threat protection features protect you from viruses, malware, and phishing sites. Best of all, NordVPN costs the price of a cup of coffee a month, and one account can be used on up to six devices. To get the best discount on your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash gamescoop. Our link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nordvpn.com slash gamescoop. One in five Americans has learned a new language on their bucket list, or life backlog, if you will. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Upgrade your personal skill set in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Its tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. I have a trip to Mexico coming up, so I've been using Babbel to brush up on my Spanish. The courses are short and sweet, so I can do one whenever I have a few minutes to spare. And the words and phrases it teaches you are designed for practical, real-world use, like ordering at a restaurant or asking for directions. Babbel can even provide you feedback on your pronunciation with its speech recognition tech. And it's not just for Spanish. Babbel includes 14 different language courses, each backed by a 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for Scoop Nation. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, only for our listeners, at babbel.com slash gamescoop. 
Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash gamescoop, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash gamescoop. Rules and restrictions may apply. But of course, God of War giveth and God of War taketh away. <laughs> and PS5 exclusive Forspoken was delayed from October into next year. It's January, January 24th, I believe. Just a few days before Dead Space, the Dead Space remake. Mm. Um, I don't know. We've talked a lot about this game and how Sony and Square Enix are having a hard time drumming up excitement for this. So maybe this is good for Forspoken. It's, it's, it's not even the first delay. This game was supposed to be out, what, in May this year? When, when you look at their like release date or when when you look at their delay announcement, it's it's unlike any delay announcement. I feel like I've seen in a long time where they talk about. I agree. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing and stuff like that. And it's like this game is done. Like they say in the thing that the game is basically done. It just needs some polishing. Um, this it's was so clearly the smallest there's, game. <laughs> their statement is so weird. It's like yep. after consulting with our third party partners, it's like, what what are you talking about? I know. It's so, yeah. Which yeah, it's, I, it, it's clear there's just like no room for this and they need a big I mean, that's not spring yet, but they need like that January, February kind of game. And they're like, well, Forspoken's going because they like they already have God of War. They have Last of Us remake. They have yeah. marketing deals with Call of Duty and with Hogwarts Legacy. And so it's like, I think they just had to pick one and they're like Forspoken's out of here. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. The the wording was was completely bizarre, and I didn't know if something was being lost in translation. Square Enix being a Japanese developer, but yeah, it, they said the game is basically done. It's in its final polishing phase, <laughs> uh, and the delay was a result of ongoing discussions with key partners. Which you know, it's uh, Sony exclusive. You have to imagine that's who they mean. So I don't know. Strange situation. Is it? It's like, oh, don't blame us. Yeah. You know, blame yeah. Sony. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> But I don't know. Maybe that'll give them some more time. Maybe they can have a, a state of or a, a place, some sort of a state of play on Forspoken. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I, I guess said more details this summer. So at that PlayStation mm. showcase that I'm trying to will into existence. <laughs> if if now that this is in January, they have like two months. Like they have uh, Last of Us Part One in September, mm-hmm. and then two months uh, God of War Ragnarok in November, then two months. Were spoken in January. Yeah. So I think they're just spacing things out. I think that's really all this equates to. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, I don't know. I have a feeling first book is going to come like um, Ghostwire Tokyo. Remember that mm, one? Yeah. <laughs> it just I, PS5 console exclusive. It kind of came and then. Yeah, it's a it's definitely like a tier above Ghostwire. Not necessarily oh. in terms of. I know people like Ghostwire a lot, but like in terms of its general hype and presence in the video game industry it's not like it's like it's like double a if ghostwire is single a i guess i would say ghostwire had a lot of hype until they showed what the game looked like and then i think a lot of people were like oh that looks like this okay and i was still very excited for it and then i played it for a week and i was like this is i i did not really like that game but it, it was what it was yeah, Both Ghostwire to... and Forspoken to Me are games that, like, I'm interested enough. I'm waiting until, like, reviews come out. And if they're glowing, then sure, I'll play it. They weren't super glowing for Ghostwire, so I didn't play Ghostwire. If they're glowing for Forspoken, then yeah, I'll play Forspoken. It's basically where I'm at. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I probably wouldn't have played Forspoken during the busiest, busier fall season, as busy as this one will be, which is not very. Uh, but I might play it in January. So that's, you know, they're doing something right. 
you know but if there's nothing if there's nothing else yeah. i'll play for spoken <laughs> I, I think Except so that's exactly that's else. exactly how i feel where it feels like a great january february game yeah mm. except there is something else just a it's few days after yeah yeah which i'm very excited worry. for well, um, now now it's now it's late year and early year that's uh, busy. More video mm-hmm. games need to be released in the summer. Like we're that's here right. in the summer right now. We need more video games. Kids aren't in school. They want to be playing games. I'm sure that there's marketing reasons and everything. But it's just like release more video games in the summer, man. Yeah, that's what like Sam. I mean, not just Sam, but like on the show, we beat that drum all the time with like, I, I think it was I go. It's been years at this point. But like Witcher 3 was like a summer game. Mm-hmm. It's like more games need to come out in June. Uh, yeah. Last of Us, uh, yeah. the first one was June. That was a great June game, you know? We're getting the cat uh, game soon. Sure. That's straight. That's true. <laughs> that's next week. <laughs> yep. Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart was last summer. That was June. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Last of Us, Part great June was May. So all the Ratchet and Clank games have kind of a crude pun in their title, mm-hmm. like Up Your Arsenal, right? like yada yada. It, but Ripped Apart does not. No, it does. It's been. Well, that's the thing. There's been some debate on my team, on the commerce team. Was it supposed to be ripped a fart? Like, is that the pun? <laughs> I think so. Well, I've never about that. It's a stretch. Yeah, there aren't any, like, jokes about that in the game, were there? I don't think. I, well, I think that there I, are in the no, other, other game titles either. Up Your Arsenal doesn't have anything yeah. about being up your arsehole in the game. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know. Maybe Insomniac is just, maybe they've just matured a little bit. I saw Ted Price on the phone. We need yeah. to ask him, like, hey, was Ripped Apart supposed to be, was that what we were supposed to get from that? I think, I, I swear, it's got to be. It's got to be. I'm not going to be the I one to ask. I want it to be. You're not going to be the one to ask? <laughs> I'm not going to be the one to ask. <laughs> no, well, it's going to be like, it's going to be like, you know, 19 questions about Spider-Man 2 mm-hmm. and like, you know, Wolverine, like, and then it's going to be one. We're just going to slip that one yep. in there at the end. Well, we're almost E3. out of time, Ted, but we've got to ask. It's yeah, after, it's E3 2023. It's an after credits P- question. PR, PR is ushering us out of the room. We got to get the next interviewers in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of E3 2023, I guess it's going to happen. <laughs> they've they've threatened that it's going to happen, so it's happening. What? Oh, E3 is such a good time. Yeah, I love E3. I I, I know. Me too. Look, I love E3, and I've been to a lot of them. Probably you know less than you guys, maybe more than Colin, maybe not. Um, but uh, the the thing that makes E3 great is this week of announcements and stuff like that. And you know, E3 coming back doesn't necessarily mean that's going to happen. So I don't know. I'm taking a weird like pessimistic approach, and now it's being ran by like the PAX people, which I. I'm not saying it's like a bad thing that it's like more community focused, but I don't know if it's going to be the E3 people are expecting it to be. Yeah, that's my concern as well. I really like E3. I have a lot of fond memories of E3 and I'm nostalgic for it. I'm sad that it went away. Um, I understand all the intellectual reasons why an event like that maybe doesn't make sense anymore, but emotionally, like I'm happy mm-hmm. to have it back. But um, yeah, it's being run by Pop, where, you know, nothing against that company, the Penny Arcade company and the PAX people, but um but they put on a very, very different kind. I, I, I don't want it to be PAX, but they're calling it E3. Mm-hmm. Like, I, and, I, and I'm a little bit worried that that's what we're going to get because that's the kind of show that they know how to put on. But, um, but you know, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would, yeah. I, the golden scenario for me would be, because in the past, E3 was structured, the days before the show floor opened were when all of the conferences were. 
And then basically Nintendo had their conference slash direct, depending on what year it was. And then the show floor opened and then it's like three days of show floor, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. That's That's, about it, right? You're Mm -hmm. correct. And so uh, what I would love is if it's that same structure and there's still a bunch of press conferences, but then once it opens up those three days, maybe they're just a bit more, you know, um, taxi than they used to be. Maybe they're a little bit more consumer facing than they were um, industry facing. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, but that's 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 where I get a little worried because it's like PlayStation dropped out of E3 before the pandemic. (laughs) So it's like, are you getting them back? Probably not. Right. And Nintendo's kind of been wishy washy. EA has dropped out. Um, Who knows where Ubisoft stands? You know, they're doing their conference months after. But it's like the E3 people want is that week of just like conference Mm -hmm. after conference after conference. And it's like Mm -hmm. E3 doesn't have the power to just make that happen. They only have the power to put on a show and hope people come. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I know. I know. And like, well, you know, part of it was because E3 was put on by the Entertainment Software Association where there's Mm -hmm. never like a requirement that like you have to participate. But like, I have to assume that besides behind the scenes, there was a certain amount of like arm twisting going on that all the ESA members should participate in E3 in some capacity that like, yeah that's probably diminished somewhat now in 2022, but, um, but I don't know. I I went to a lot of E3s, you know, with IGN and then even as a kid, like I went when I was 18 and, and, you know, those are really formative memories for me. Um, Mm -hmm. and, um, and I hope we can get some, some part of that back. Yeah. Like when I was a kid, uh, I, I would take off work or whatever I had to during E3 Mm -hmm. to watch E3 basically from like 16 through to the last E3 that existed, I took time off work to watch E3. And like this last year, you know, with everything sort of scattered as it was, and maybe even like the year before and the year before that, like, I don't even know if I would have taken time off. Luckily, I didn't have to because now I work in an industry where I'm just sort of (laughs) doing it anyway while I'm working. But um, yeah, I don't know if, if, if if, if Colin was 16 right now, if E3 didn't exist, I don't think I would take time off to sort of enjoy those days. But if E3 did exist again, and if it was, you know, that sort of prime, everything's together. Yeah, I would do that. So it's just, I don't know. It's, it's, it's going to be hard to see yeah. if they're able to sort of recapture it. I miss, I miss having all those big conferences, like you said, back to back and then like comparing them all and contrasting yeah. and having the yeah. who won E3 debate. I just, I love all that stuff. The the companies have absolutely zero motivation to participate in that kind of none at all. It's true. I don't know. I guess from my perspective, it's just like there's an energy that's lost when they're not all sort of doing that all at once. You know, when it's all scattered, when it's not all this giant event, then I think there's sort of a lost cumulative effect. Um, But obviously, you guys, you're right. It's a company doesn't want to show games only for 30 other games to be announced at the same time and just sort of potentially overtake their hype but it's just like i don't know a hype bomb i miss it (laughs) there's definitely a network effect of like you know if nobody's doing it then you don't need to like but you don't want to be the only one not there Mm -hmm. so it's like if they can get a if they can get like a critical mass of like developers and press conferences involved then you don't want to be the one not participating Mm -hmm. um because because then you're missing out but but it, it like that teeters on a knife edge, right? Because like if one or two people bow out, then it makes it easier for others to pass as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's super fun working it too. We did our summer gaming this year, and and uh, nobody was there. Me and Damon were there, but like, yeah. there's a little bit of like 
there's a little bit of magic there still, you know, like when the conferences are going to happen, you're like waiting for Xbox and everybody's just kind of watching it together. I definitely yeah. miss those days. I was always I told this story not that long ago and beyond, but it's like it was always like, you know, working E3 is super fun, especially if you work at somewhere like IGN, because then like all of your friends are together and you get to watch this conference. And my first E3 was 2016, which a lot of people will agree was like Sony's biggest conference ever. And it's like, I just want that again. I want all of us to be in a room and watch on a giant screen all the games we're going to eventually get to play and then do fun post shows and stuff like that. Like, I, I definitely miss those days and I would give anything to have them back. Mm. Well, we'll see what E3 created by the PAX people is like next <laughs> summer. We'll be there for sure. Okay. God of War finally coming this year in November means it's going to be it's going to be competing with uh, Elden Ring, among other games, yep. game of the year. It's time for game of the year. Watch uh, Elden Ring is the only 10 IGN has given this year. And I think mm. it's, uh, you know, I, I don't think it's um, an exaggeration to say it has been a very significant game for a lot of people. Definitely in, in a very short amount of time shot. Very high on people's lists of, you know, some pe- for some people, the best games they've ever played. Mm-hmm. But God of War 2018 is also one of the best games ever played. And now we're getting the sequel to that in November. Mm-hmm. And there is such a, such a thing as recency bias. So that'll mm-hmm. be interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. Elden Ring will be 10 months old by the time people are playing God of War and presumably enjoying it. So that's going to be an interesting like- talk to have. People love Elden Ring so much. Like, you know, it's the best game I've ever played. It's revelatory. I spent 150 hours with it. Like, it's going to be a contest between, um, you know, between the masses that loved Elden Ring and then the babies that are going to default to God of War. (laughs) So Elden Ring is like the obvious choice that comes to mind. The only one that's got a 10 from IGN. But the games that have gotten a 9 from IGN so far this year also include Rogue Legacy 2, which I recently beat and loved. Tunic... (laughs) Gran Turismo 7, a game that I think maybe people have soured on a bit. Total War, yeah. Warhammer 3, Horizon Forbidden West, Sifu, Ali Ali World. Those are the nines so far from IGN. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tunic stands out among those. I can see mm-hmm. Tunic like, being in the shortlist, yeah. Yeah. You know, is, is does that game have a credible chance of winning game of the year? Uh, you know, probably not. Not to be like reductive, but like, you mm-hmm. know, Elden Ring came out this year. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I definitely see it being sort of recognized for its excellent excellence and being nominated a lot of places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also I know Neon White is really high up for a lot of people. Mention that. Yeah. It's like an <laughs> yeah. honorable mention. We gave it an eight, we, but, you know, that doesn't mm-hmm. mean it couldn't be nominated. I and I also would probably give it about an eight. I really like the game, but. Not quite as much as a lot of people do, but um, even just on the social team at IGN, there's at least a couple of people who are already like, yeah, this is my game of the year. And there are people who liked Elden Ring as well. So um, I think that one could be shortlisted by the end of the year. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to mention that. The other honorable mention was going to be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Another game that got an eight from us. Another game I beat and enjoyed, but you know, probably won't play again. I've just seen people talking about how they think it's like, you know, great. Maybe, maybe it's their personal pick of game of the year. I actually yeah, I saw that. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I saw that too. Like, I look like there's a whole genre of game that I like a lot, but then when people go completely ape over them, I'm like, well, all right. Like, <laughs> and like, that's kind of where I am with TMNT, where like, where people are like, oh, it's a game of the year contender. I can't get enough of it. And so I was like, oh, damn, all right. And like, it is really good. Like, yeah, it's it really, is. really good, and everyone should mm-hmm. play it. It is not that game is not a game of the year contender, in my opinion. <laughs> It's just great. It's just yeah. a really great, fun video game. Yeah, I, 
Yep. That's kind of my I, feeling. I played it. I didn't think I was going to play it. I'm not really a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fan, but uh, I had a group of friends that invited me and they were like, hey, we should play this. And it was on Game Pass. It was like the perfect recipe for killing an evening. And we beat the whole game and they were like, what do you guys want to do now? Do you you guys want to play it again? And I was like, no, no, that's fine. It was fun. I'll catch you guys later. (laughs) I think. 2022, uh, if if God of War Ragnarok ends up being as good as we want it to be, obviously we're just sort of speculating that it'll be good, but like there's a good chance that it'll be a great game. Um, uh, I think we're going to see another year where it's basically a showdown between like two massive games, and it happens a lot. Uh, 2013 was like The Last of Us versus uh, Grand Theft Auto V, and I think The Last of Us won it for most places. 2018, I think it was Red Dead Redemption 2 versus God, God of War. War 2018. Yep. And I think God of War won it for most places. So we'll yeah. see if Sony can take which, the crown. Which again that came out time. in April. So that didn't even have the recency bias that, that, that yeah, uh, Red true. Dead had. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. It's going to take that a lot. A, to, that was a close year, though. That was very close. Yeah, between well, God I, of voted, I voted for Red Dead. I was, yeah. I was on the Red Dead camp. I was on the wrong side of history on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I love Red Dead. There you are. I uh man, I love Elden Ring though. I can't imagine yeah. something. I, I think God of War is gonna be absolutely a masterpiece, no doubt in my mind. But like Elden Ring is just a different kind of game. And I, I can't imagine anything's gonna beat it for me this year. I think I'm really going to love God of War, but we'll see. I think that God of War being a sequel, like it could easily be like I was saying earlier, like it's going to polish off whatever little teeny tiny rough edges the original had. And it'll, it'll, you know, I hope it's a better overall game. I don't think it being a sequel helps it in the game of the year hunt. You know, it's like that, that continuous camera, like that's not going to be no, they're going to be like, Oh, they did that same cool thing again. Mm -hmm, You know, mm -hmm. like um, that stuff that everyone couldn't stop jawing about four or five years ago, um, isn't going to feel quite as fresh. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I, the twist in the back half of, uh, God of War 2018, you know, they can't replicate that either in regards to sort of bringing back elements of Kratos's roots. So, um, mm-hmm. so, you know, it's my most anticipated game and the original is one of my top three favorite games from last gen, but, but I, I, I have a hard time seeing it not having seen it or played it like if i were if i were a betting man um i would bet that it's gonna have a hard time sort of supplanting elden ring in people's minds yeah it could be very similar to the situation of elden ring versus horizon forbidden west where horizon forbidden west is an amazing game it's like Mm. the 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 perfect version of what a modern day triple a open world game is but Elden Ring just feels so different and and new and fresh and you know so it's like it's hard for something that feels that's like excellent in every way, but also very typical, which is what Horizon Forbidden West is, I think. Yeah, there was no doubt in my mind that Horizon Forbidden West was going to be like my game of February. And then I played Elden Ring and I was like, oh, never mind. Horizon yeah. Forbidden what? No, I love that game. But like I, oh. I, I <laughs> that's two. That's two for me. Um, I love that game, but uh, I love it, too. I, I think the same thing happened with you, Damon, is like you you eventually pick up Elden Ring and you get it. And then you just like can't stop playing it. And that's that's what happened mm-hmm. to me. I was like, this is cool. This mm-hmm. is Dark Souls, but it's open world. And then I was like, oh, no, this is this special. This is a special game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I think so much of what's good about God of War 2018 is its narrative. So if they manage to really surprise us with its narrative, 
I think it could bring that freshness back. I think if it if it really knocks it out of the park in that um, in that realm, um, I think it'll really do good. My honestly, this is pure speculation. I think that there's a good chance that Kratos will die in this game, and then you'll play as Atreus. But if they did oh. something like to that level, like something that insane that really just shocked everybody, mm-hmm. and they pull it off really well, then I think that that's like something that could absolutely put it above Elden Ring for people. But this is just like a random fanboy. Like, like they're going to Last of Us to him. It's a spicy take, <sighs> man. We'll see. Did, we'll see. Did they, I think you're going to play as that um, that head, the severed head. Yeah. Ooh, okay. That's cool. cool. It's actually a bowling sim now. Yeah. <laughs> it's just going to roll around, <laughs> bite it, bite it, the troll's ankles. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that's I think shortlist right now. Elden Ring, Tudic. Then probably got a war. There's just not a lot of other big stuff coming out. So like looking out, looking out over the next quarter, July through September, there's Stray next week. Yeah. There's Saints Row in August. There's Splatoon three in September and Lord of the Rings Gollum. It's just like not a lot mm. of big, mm. exciting stuff, you know. And Disney Dreamlight yeah. Valley. Sure. We're all going to live sure. our, <laughs> our, our farming Disney dreams. And uh, the new Pokemon games are also in November. But, That's in um, November, yeah. Keeping with sort of the same theme in similar to game of the year, let's 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 share our game day of the life. Allow me to explain. <laughs> and let's check in with the listeners. Please do. Hey listeners. This is listeners. Remember, you can always reach us at the email address gamescoop at IGN.com, just like Ryan in West Des Moines, Iowa did. Do you, do you know Ryan? Just no, but that's right where Mark was. I was just there for a week. Did, I didn't did you meet see, Ryan. I didn't see Ryan there. Okay. Uh, well, maybe I don't know. Does Ryan go to Scooters a lot? I love. Maybe, scooters. Yeah, maybe I was maybe just gonna say maybe he was at Scooters. Scooters is real good. <laughs> Ryan asks, "Do any of you have a favorite video game day of all time?" I'm 45 years old, and my favorite video game day hasn't changed in 29 years. That's very little to do with actually playing video games. During the summer of '93. I worked construction for my dad and saved my money in hopes of buying a Super Nintendo. Towards the end of the summer, not only was I able to buy a Super Nintendo at the local Pamita, which is a watered-down Walmart. Justin's that checkout? Nope. Never heard of it. Yeah. I mean, it was also the 90s, so... He says, I was also able to purchase a 20-inch TV and two games, Street Fighter II and Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball. I spent between four dollars and $500 that day, and I remember feeling nervous as that was a huge amount of money to spend all at once for me at the time. My neighbor had given me an old used entertainment center, and I still remember the joy in setting everything up in my room in the basement. I don't think that day will ever be topped. Mm. It's a pretty good day. It's a good one. I would argue it's still a lot of money. That's four that's, or $500. Yeah. That's a, that's a lot of money to spend in one day. That's, so back then, that could get you a Super Nintendo 2 games and a 20-inch TV. <laughs> Which is like, that's a not, not a bad it's TV not, back then. I mean, that was either. pretty big for, I, you know, I think I, I, when I went to college in 96, I was like on a 13 inch in my dorm room. Mm-hmm. Uh, does anyone have a, a day like that that's significant to them that's related to video games? I, I there, there was one summer of my life, I think after my sophomore year of high school, where it was like right on the edge of like by your junior year, you, you know, you're probably 16 and you have a car and you have a job. Um, but that sophomore year, I just, I had absolutely no responsibilities the entire summer. I was old enough. 
that I could go to parties and go out and do stuff and have friends over. But I was not so old that I started to get beat down by the world. Mm. Um, and so me and my friends played like we basically played Smash Brothers uh, Melee and um, and Super Monkey Ball. And, you know, right. I think we are still like busting out Goldeneye and stuff by that time because that was only one generation back. Um and that was all we did that entire summer. And um, I also, the house I was living in had a pool at that time. And so every single day was just, we're going to go out, we're going to go swimming, we're going to have friends over, we're going to go inside and play GameCube all night long. And so I guess that's a little bit of a cheat answer because that's not one day. But, like, but that was... Um, that was my life for basically, you know, those three months. And, um, you know, we were never quite able to recapture that. You don't know you're living those golden days no, until they're true. over. <laughs> true. Um, and I also, that was also, um, I had friends at that time in my life, which you know, <laughs> I got bad news for your kids out there that are not uh, adults yet. But that is also mm-hmm. a very, very tough thing to, uh, to maintain. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Mark? <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'll cheat like Justin because I, I couldn't decide. I, I have a few, um, but uh, the the first one is so I used to play a ton of World of Warcraft and uh, my friend, we used to work at Target and we'd get off at like 10 o'clock and my friend comes over and he's like, uh, oh, I've never played World of Warcraft on, you know, this is this is back in the age where it's like you get home from work and you instantly you're just you're just playing. And he's like, let's uh, I was like, start a character with me. You can play on a man's computer. And uh, we played and they started playing, started playing level one characters. And next thing you know, like it was one of those like I was like, oh, it's blue outside. <laughs> it's oh, it's six in the morning, dude. And like those are just like fleeting days as well. Like those just don't really happen. But I, I, <clears throat> I have a more recent one, which was uh, my sister from Iowa. She lives in Ames. Maybe Ryan knows her. Probably not. Um, she was recently here in California and she came to my house and it was her and her husband. And they were like, what do you guys want to do? And uh, my wife was gone doing something. And I was like, y'all want to. I know you guys are really into Fortnite. Do you want to play Fortnite or something? I don't know. And uh, so she played. We were in all in this tiny room that you're seeing now. She played on my computer. He played on his laptop and I played on my PS5 and we played Fortnite for like nine straight hours. And that was like recaptured times that like, yeah, don't mm-hmm. really exist anymore. Um, good times. Those are those are fun gaming days. <laughs> good ones. Mm-hmm. Colin. Uh, March 4th, 2017. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Wait, is that when is that when the the switch was released basically yeah so march 3rd was the day the switch and <laughs> breath of the wild came out uh, my switch was a day late getting yeah. delivered to me yeah. uh and i was working at disney world at the time i was in their college program and it's sort of just like a, a dorm room situation um but I, most everyone is over 21 so everyone's like drinking in the dorms situation hmm. uh and so i had taken off five days of work to play Breath of the Wild because I knew who, how excited I was for this game. And so for the first like half of the day, once I finally had my Switch, I was just playing Breath of the Wild. It was me in front of the TV, all my favorite snacks, and <laughs> everything completely planned out for the whole day. I was obsessed. I loved the game. Uh, and then about halfway through the day, a lot of my friends started getting off work and they came over because they were also excited about this. It's so, like slowly throughout the rest of the day, people started filtering in to like watch me play Breath of the Wild and play like, you know, some of the, um, uh, oh my God, not dungeons. Why can't shrines, shrines. And, and all of that stuff. Yeah. And, um, it was just so much fun. And then towards the end of the day, it was getting dark. 
uh, one of my friends was like, hey, didn't you tell me about this thing called PT that was really scary? And I was like, oh, yeah, PT is amazing. And I still had it on my um, PS4. So we booted up PT. Uh, everyone's playing with us. Everyone is scared out of their minds. And everyone's just like passing the controller to each other because I, I warned everyone that it's like extremely obtuse and there's like a 0% chance that we're going to like see the end of this thing. My friend Jade, just on her first run through, doesn't know what she's doing, not doing anything on purpose, triggers the ending of PT, which I've never seen actually triggered. And so all of us lose our minds watching Norman Reedus like open the door and go outside. And it was, it was such a good day. And that basically happened like right before like midnight. <laughs> so wow. it was like March 4th. What a day. <laughs> wow. That's cool. You can put an exact date on it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the one, the day that Im immediately popped to mind for me was when I was in elementary school in like fifth or sixth grade. So I had my NES, loved my NES, was like obsessed with it. But like most kids, I would only, only ever get video games on like Christmas and my birthday, basically twice yeah. a year, I'd get a few games and like, that's all that I ever had. But this was just a random, uh, it was a, fr it was a Friday and it was a school day. And I came home from school on a random Friday, whenever it was, and my dad was already home. And on the coffee table was just Life Force for NES in, in the shrink wrap. And my dad had just like stopped somewhere on his way home, not specifically for this purpose, but while he was wherever he was, he just picked up Life Force for me, a game that I hadn't even like asked for, but I think I was aware of it from like reading Nintendo Power. And that's like the only time he'd ever, I want to say my dad is amazing. I have a great relationship with relationship with my dad i'm not saying like my dad was like mean or scary and this was the one time he did something nice he just never ever like random just randomly bought me a video game on a random day outside of a holiday or my birthday before this is the only time that ever happened and it turned out to be an amazing game like one of the best nes games of all time life force i love it so i just have great memories of like getting that game and being surprised and then you know <laughs> playing it for weeks and months and months until whenever the next mm -hmm. holiday was <sighs> it's nice Good Video times. games, man. Mm -hmm. Yep. Video games. Good memories. Okay. One more news update this week. Uh, Lollipop Chainsaw. Dig <laughs> back into your memory. Ten years ago, released in 2012, was a game called Lollipop Chainsaw, produced by Suda51. I think is how it's supposed to be pronounced. Written by James Gunn. Got a five out of ten from IGN. <laughs> uh, kind of leaned too much on its bizarre premise of a high school cheerleader in a zombie outbreak who has her boyfriend's severed head attached to her waist, and she uses a chainsaw to chop up zombies. Whack, super wacky premise with kind of uh, shallow gameplay. Anyway, yeah. it's getting a remake. <laughs> yeah, of course, it sure is. It's getting a remake, but Suda Five One and James Gunn are not involved. It's one of the producers from the original game, a new, a new studio, Graham. I want to say it's Gramica Games, and I tried, I looked, tried looking them up. I couldn't even find a website for them. Hmm. I did not know that James Gunn wrote this game. Yeah, me neither. I thought I was going to sound go. like an idiot when I admitted yeah. it. There you go. <laughs> yeah, it's a James Gunn joint. Did anyone play this game? Is that really? Yeah, I, I did. I actually played it a lot, and and when I woke up the morning that, uh, um, that the announcer who I had tweets people 
like tweets be, um, from people just being like, Mark, they did it. They had, <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, you know, my like fandom for this game was mostly a joke because the game is ridiculous, but it's like, yeah. it's always been one of those, like, what's your favorite 360 game? And I'm like, Lollipop Chainsaw, let's go. Juliet Starling, I love her so much. Uh, <laughs> I, I, this game's actually kind of hard to find. I, you can get it on eBay, yeah. but it's like 30, 40 bucks, which I think is a ridiculous price for for that game but it it never came to pc so it's like you only can get it on 360 or ps3 but i was watching gameplay of it earlier just to kind of refresh my memory and i was like yep this is this is what i remember it's such a like of the era kind of game yeah. it's like comic booky yeah. and the combat doesn't look great and she says like really silly one-liners and you know she kicks a, a dude a zombie's head and it lands in a baby carriage like it's a ridiculous <laughs> game and i'm interested to see if they're if most people are like me and are just like you know yeah for the for the laughs or if people are really really excited for this game i'm sure the comments will tell me that they're all very excited so i'm interested yeah. to see what a remake for this game and like how it does i think i think it's got a cult following because of what it is so we'll see once it's a yeah i was i was (laughs) seeing in the ign comments that there's you know this game has its fans out there yeah people that are are welcoming it back seems a little bit random to me i don't know there's like there's like (laughs) over time there's certain movies that are released that trigger a wave of game copycats like the matrix was one of them and then when Mm. grindhouse came out in 2007 that also triggered a wave (laughs) of all these video games that were trying to do this like hyper over the top wacky gory things and mm. lollipop chainsaw was one of those <laughs> yeah i never i never played it i i think my desk was next to mitch's at the time he reviewed it for ign and you know played quite a bit of it right next to me and i saw enough to know that i this is not the game that i need to go seek <laughs> out and put time into that's right i'm mitch still did review I'm that s- one that's right i'm still thrown off by like dude that game came out in 2012 like Guardians of the Galaxy came out in 2014. <laughs> like I mean, James yeah. Gunn wrote and directed that. Like that's He's, what he was doing immediately before Guardians. He also did <laughs> Slither. And I don't know what year was that. Yeah, but that was way earlier, right? Holy Pop Chainsaw. That's like, what got him the job. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I'm just, Slither was like Slither was like 2005 or so. It was it was quite a bit earlier, I think. I'm curious. Slither, 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 Jimmy Gunn. I'm curious about the timeline, the James Gunn timeline now. So, yeah. Going back, writer. Oh, let's see. I'm looking this up in real time. Yeah. So, writer, he wrote that 2012. And then, yeah, he just, he wrote Guardians of the Galaxy in 2014. He did movie 14, or he did a segment in movie 43. Oh, God. Well, we can't hold him to that. There were a lot of good directors who did things in that terrible movie. Yeah. But, like, that's like the, Kind of the biggest thing he did before Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> yeah. Slither is really good, though. Slither's 2006. So that was a whole six years before Lollipop Chainsaw. He's a busy man. I, don't, I can't believe he had, a, he had time to write and what direct several episodes of a whole TV series in between Suicide Squad and Guardians 3. One quick email before we get to 20 questions. This is Jose from Costa Rica. It says, I played and loved Resident Evil 4 back when it launched on the GameCube. I had played Resident Evil 2 before, but like many others, Resident Evil 4 was the game that got me into the Resident Evil series. I recently bought an Oculus Quest 2. I've been enjoying Population 1 very much. However, not much else has gotten my attention. My question is, 
For someone who's already played through RE4 once back in the day, should I replay it now in VR or wait for the upcoming Hi-Rez remake? Like Damon, I recently became a father for the first time, and realistically, I probably only have time to play through this game once. Hmm. I mean, I don't think, like, I think the remake's going to be a completely different game. Like, it's going to be a ground-up remake. It's not going to be like a, an up-res anything, mm-hmm. you know. It's going to take the same story beats, but completely redo it all. So, you know, I'm, I don't, I don't, that's not an answer for you, <laughs> except mm-hmm. that, like, oh. you know, either one, like, whatever one you want, man. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, you can yeah. say whatever you want, but I would lead more towards waiting to the remake. You know, yeah. it's less than a year away, and it's just it's gonna it's gonna look so much better. Ostensibly, it will play a lot better than the original will. Wait, but is that gonna be on Quest too? No. Like, is he? Oh, yeah. okay. So I thought his no. whole deal was that he's like specifically looking to play the game in VR. He's just saying no. he's got this new quest, and he has. There's not okay. much he's really interested in playing except Resident Evil Four. Mm-hmm. But there's right. this remake coming next year, so. Makes sense. I would say wait for the remake, and if you need something to play on your Quest 2 right now, play Super Hot VR. Yep, yep. That's Super true. Hot I, I would, is such a good game in VR. <laughs> yeah. I would say play four in VR because he'll probably like he like you know he's a dad, and I get it. You don't have as much time for games, but like you'll probably end up playing the remake next year anyway. Mm. Yeah, or it's, it's going to be different. It's going to be different. It's not going to feel like the same thing. So, mm-hmm. yeah. what about? Um, Resident Evil Seven is that not on Quest? Is that only on? For, is the, you, can you I, only I play that VR on PlayStation? I think that's I PSVR think so. only, but nobody, I'm not yeah. entirely sure. Nobody knows. It's true. There's no way nobody to knows. know. Is the problem? There's no way anybody could know. Yeah. I played l- roughly three minutes of Resident Evil Seven in VR. Then you noped and out. Noped the heck out of there. <laughs> why? Why? You didn't like it? It's terrifying. I I, and I love oh. Resident Evil. I've played all the games several times. I've beaten seven many times. But in VR, that is like another level of like discomfort. Oh, all right. It's, it's a lot. I've never played yeah. it. Very I don't. Scary. I continue to, to not understand why people do this to themselves on purpose. <laughs> do you want to put on this VR headset and just feel terrible? <laughs> really then scared. Play a horror game in VR. <laughs> well, because I played. I was. Play, I played through like more than half the game, and then I got to. I think it's. Margaret or something. It's it's the lady who's made up of a bunch of bugs. Mm-hmm. It's a boss fight, mm-hmm. and that's when I decided to put on the VR headset oh, oh. that way. And I was like terrified. I couldn't figure out like which windows she was coming through. I like genuinely started sweating, and I was like, no, 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 no. That's for sure one of the scariest parts to want to try to switch to VR. Yeah, uh, bad timing. <laughs> it's a good game. I'm gonna check it out in third person in October. <laughs> That brings us to video game Tony questions. Our suggestion this week comes from Robert in Florida. Let the questioning begin. Mm, did this game come out in the 90s? No. Did it originally come out in the 90s? No. No. All right. Let's see. Well, I give up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never get it, guys. <laughs> If it was a 90s game, we would get it. Yeah. Right, I'll just go with, I'll go with my classic opener. Was this game released, uh, originally released on a cartridge? No. Okay. So arcade or disc or download. Is this game playable on the Nintendo Switch? Yes. 
So it's a yeah. download on the Nintendo Switch. Not necessarily, because you said, was it originally playable on a cartridge? So it could easily be something like Skyrim that is true. now available on a Nintendo Switch cart. Yeah, or even something like the Final Fantasy games from PlayStation or something like that. Correct. Uh, is this game exclusive to Switch? No. Okay. Mm. was this game made in japan yes that's five was this game made by nintendo no rip Mm. Mm. Hmm. all right we have this Uh, okay okay he said it wasn't exclusive right so it could it could be on be on a lot of consoles (laughs) yep it also could be skyrim and it could be on every console is this a is this an older was this game originally released before when the Nintendo Switch came out? Yes. Okay. So it's an older game that is now available on the Switch. It's not a contemporary game that was released on PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Yep. And also made in Japan. Okay. So I know Damon hands this question, but uh is this game an RPG? No. Okay. I don't hate that question. Well, I, I asked it before and you had to be very careful about like some <laughs> this games one, have RPG elements, but this, they're not necessarily okay. RPGs. But OK, this this one's not an RPG. OK. Huh. All right. Well, what do you what do you do in this game? Mm. That's what we need to figure out. Like, are you slashing? Are you shooting? Are you sneaking around like Solid Snake? <laughs> Except for I guess none of those games are on the switch. It's probably Resident Evil. Hmm. <laughs> Um, I mean, it's made in Japan. I, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, how many, you, Capcom? Are we on? Uh, you have, you've, you've asked eight questions. Is this yeah. game, is this game three, is this game 3D? Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, it's, not super, wanna, it's not super old. It's not some mini S game. Yeah. If we want to narrow down Resident Evil, we could go with asking Capcom because they've made plenty it. of games. Is, is this game made by Capcom? No, that's yeah, okay. Sure. Mm. <laughs> Is the developer still in business? Yes. <sighs> okay. Uh, well, and it's probably not Square because no RPG. Yeah. And I started thinking FromSoft, but I think all of those Souls games would be categorized as like action RPGs. Agreed. I mean, it's not that many Japanese game developers. That we're making the, you know, I mean, obviously there's dozens, but like, mm-hmm. you know, there's the usual suspects. There's Namco and um, others like Namco. <laughs> <laughs> Namco, etc. <laughs> uh, oh, all right, oh, let's see. Japanese, Japanese, Japanese. Um, yeah, are you? Do you do you slash things in this game? Is this is this a slashy? A slash them up, a slasher. Yeah. Yes. You're slashing. Okay, so there's the Ninja Gaiden games. I think they're on Switch now. Are they? I believe so. I believe they got ported. Maybe I'm wrong. You play as a ninja in this game? No. Ah, okay. Okay, but wait. So, okay. So you're slashing, but not ninja slashing. You're not (laughs) regular slashing. Yeah, it's like, well, Devil May Cry, but that's Capcom. Yeah. And I was going to uh, say, like, Dragon's Dogma, but it's Capcom. Yeah. yeah. Capcom took a surprising amount of games out of the equation. Yeah. And it's not made by Nintendo either. Mm-hmm. Slash. And it's, 3D, and it's 3D, so we know it's not, like, you know, soup. It's not 
something from the eighties or the nineties. Slashing. Yeah. Uh, is this does this game take place in like a fantasy world? Um. Hmm. Like, does it have like fucking elves and goblins and all that shit? <laughs> hmm. I don't. Well, are you talking about like high fantasy, like traditional, like Lord of the Rings, Dungeons and Dragons fantasy? Yeah, like elves and goblins and dwarves and no. just all no. that garbage. No. I, I don't know. I'm the the wishy the wishy washiness is there is throwing me for a loop a little bit. I'm not trying to be wishy washy. I'm trying to be mm. accurate. Mm. I understand, but I feel like it'd be clear. Like it's not that Will Smith movie that was in like New York with the orcs <laughs> in it. What's that movie? Right. Again, Mark right. knows what I'm talking about. Nope. <laughs> right. Right. Mm. Oh, I never saw that. Okay, slashy on Switch, Japanese. Not, not fantasy, RPG. but it didn't originally maybe. release on Switch. You're not. You're not. A nin- you're not a ninja. Slash. <laughs> it's it's not in a traditional fantasy setting either. Mm-hmm. And it's 3D. Um, I, mean, I don't. I don't. I don't know. Well, let's see here. Um, Is this an thing. open world game? No, that's 15. We were doing so well there for a hot second. Who's the who's the company? God, it's by my Namco. Oh yeah, is it like No More Heroes? Uh, or um, or uh, Bayonetta? Yeah, but that's more shooty than slashy. I mean, I guess it can yeah. be both. It can be both, and that would be sort of weird fantasy fringe that might have thrown Damon. So it could be No More Heroes. Could be Bayonetta. Do you play as a woman? Yes. So probably Bayonetta one or two then. Probably Bayonetta one or two. Who developed it again? Well, I don't think um, it could be three. Um, <laughs> definitely <true>. not three. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bayonetta. I, I actually own and play this. Well, so it's not. Game. He said it's not exclusive, and Bayonetta two is exclusive to Switch. But Bayonetta one came out on PS3. Well, two two came out on the Wii U, I think. Bayonetta two is not exclusive to the Switch, is it? Or is it Wii U? Am I thinking of? I, I think it was Switch. the Wii U that it came out on. Okay. Oh, you, you're probably them. right. Okay, yeah. is that true? And now they're I both. I believe so. And now they're both on. But Bayonetta Switch. one came out for PS3. So. She uses her hair, right? She has hair powers. Her hair is always popping around. Yeah. Does your yeah. character have hair powers in this game? Yes. Okay. Here hey. we go. All right. So hey. how many how many questions do we have left? Because now we now we have to figure out if it's, if it's one, one or, two. or two is this the original game in a series yes All right, is it so bayonetta? bayonetta yep bayonetta hey! got we got there now nice i now i totally understand job. damon's like sweating on the is this a fantasy it's game? like she's a witch and she fights it's, demons yeah, yeah. but, but takes yeah. place in the like world yeah, yeah it's like yeah. yeah it's like fictional modern day europe i think where it mm-hmm. takes place <laughs> yeah bayonetta beautiful three, 360 and PS3 2010. Mm. That was originally released. Um, and then it came to Wii U, PC, and now Switch. Oh, actually, it's even on PS4 and Xbox One. Mm. Uh, IGN gave the 360 version a 9.6 and the mm. PS3 version an 8.2. Oh, mm. <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty big discrepancy. <laughs> that's more yeah. than a whole point, yeah. I could imagine it running pretty poorly on the PS3. A lot of third-party games. Did. So many games of that time. Skyrim? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Orange, Orange Box. 
Anyone, anyone here who is listening uh, and has any interest in character action games and hasn't played either of the Bayonettas, they're very good games. They're weird as hell. But they're yeah. extremely good video games. So I recommend them for sure. I played some of the first one, never finished it, never played the second one. I, I should revisit them at some point. Or maybe just play Bayonetta 3 whenever it's out. I think we gave the second one a 10. I could be wrong about that. I think we gave it a very high 9. Maybe. I like, like a 9.8 or something. I don't know. Did I play that on my Wii U? Like the during the six months I had my Wii U hooked up. Like yeah, I know, I, I know, I played I, through most of that game. I, my I brain, know I have it's the a Switch game, but I guess I know not. I have the box because it's blue. Yeah, and I could just see it in my mind. Nine point five from IGN. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Great games. And the third one will come out whenever the hell it comes out. Yep. Yeah. If it ever does. Oh, don't forget the original was published by Sega, developed by Platinum Games. That's mm-hmm. your Japanese developer, published by Sega. Yeah, see, that's who I was. I was like, okay, it was platinum that popped into my head, and that's where the bayonetta came from. Well, right. what was the what was the crazy um, platinum game where you would like rocket like um, slide everywhere and shoot? Vanquish. Vanquish. Vanquish was on my mind during this, and I'm like, that's not a slashy game, so it can't be Vanquish. But like the one where Vanquish is still, also a great game. Still memes IGN for that. Why? Everyone does. Because I think IGN gave it like a three or something. And it's like, oh, IGN has no taste. And I'm like, I don't even think, I don't know who reviewed it. I'm sure they don't work here anymore. Hmm. It's time to let it go. I don't think, I think we gave it a high score. It's we like, gave it yeah. an eight point, we gave it an 8.5. Yeah. Then I'm I thinking think of something thinking else. thinking of God Hand. God Hand. It's my yeah. bad, my bad, my bad. God People Hand. People gave that a low score. God Hand. Yeah. It, it has gone on to, to gather a cult following. God Hand and Alien Isolation. Those are the two that people will not forgive us for. Yeah. It's reviewed by Chris Roper in 2006, people. Yeah. <laughs> it's time to let it go. The year that I started at IGN. Wow. Well, nicely job, everyone. Thank you for the suggestion, Robert, in Florida. Uh, I'm being called away to my meeting right now. This is my heart out, so that is all the scoops we have for you this week. Thank you, Colin. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Justin. Thank you to Alan working behind the scenes. My name is Damon. This is IGN Game Suit. And we're out.
Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.